Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cents on the Dollar. My name is Josh Kindler. Today, I'll be continuing to compare rival companies competing for teen market share in the same industry. The focus of today's episode is Netflix and Hulu, the two video streaming companies at the forefront of the market. More specifically, I'll be diving into the differences in the two rivals' business models, the major threat to Netflix moving forward, and why I think Hulu is better set up for the future. Because most people will only subscribe to one streaming service, and will stick with that service for a long time, the most important thing for both Netflix and Hulu is the exclusive benefits that they can provide to customers. In other words, they need to convince customers to choose them specifically out of the ever-growing pool of streaming services. For years, Netflix has relied on a simple strategy to do this, focusing on and promoting a few extremely popular shows to headline their offerings while leaving the rest of their many titles as somewhat mediocre and unchanged. This strategy is especially popular with teenage customers, who like to binge-watch the same few shows over and over. Examples of these headliner shows popular with teens include Grey's Anatomy, The Good Place, The Flash, Parks and Recreation, Friends, and the crown jewel of Netflix, The Office. The Office is unbelievably popular on Netflix. An astounding 7.2% of all Netflix users watch it, an estimated 4.3 million people. I, admittedly, am also guilty as charged. I've watched The Office seven times fully through. The reason for the high rate of teenage rewatching, and therefore why this strategy works, is interesting. In my opinion, the root cause is smartphones. In previous generations, Watching TV was entertainment in and of itself. Now, however, teens and millennials don't just watch TV without doing anything else. Instead, it's extremely common for teens to be on their phone scrolling through Instagram while watching Netflix. As a result, they want something that is familiar and doesn't require a lot of attention to watch because a chunk of their mental capacity is being devoted to whatever is on their phone. There are also other reasons for these certain headliner shows being so popular. Another major takeaway from Cents on the Dollar in general is how much teens value fitting in. This is nothing new, of course, and a recurring theme among all generations of teenagers. Now, however, certain TV shows have become major staples in pop culture, and one could very easily feel left out without having watched certain shows. The two shows that come to mind in this category are The Office and Friends. It's no coincidence that they are the two highest-watched shows. With extremely relatable characters and iconic scenes, these shows are constantly referenced, joked about, and talked about. It's also quite common for references to these shows to be found on, wait for it, Instagram. The success of many of Netflix's headliner shows would seem to set them up well for the future, with a loyal base of young subscribers that would likely continue to subscribe for years. However, an obstacle has recently appeared that poses an enormous threat to Netflix's popularity and long-term viability as a business. 
individual networks and companies are forming their own streaming services, trying to capitalize on the $36 billion video streaming market, and, unfortunately for Netflix, they're taking their headliner shows with them. In June, it was announced that Friends will be removed from Netflix by Warner Media and brought to their new streaming service, HBO Max. And, to my own disappointment, Netflix announced soon after that The Office will no longer be available on their platform after 2020. NBC will be moving it to its own streaming service. Alone, these two removals are a serious threat to Netflix. Not only will they deter some customers from continuing their subscription, but it will certainly dissuade others from buying a subscription in the first place. Personally, I would not have wanted a Netflix subscription originally if it was not for The Office. Yet, these changes are signs of a much bigger problem for Netflix. NBC is not the only company to enter the streaming services market. New or upcoming services include Apple TV+, Disney+, AT&T TV, and HBO Max. As parent companies take their shows off Netflix and onto their platform, Netflix won't have many headliner shows to bring in customers with. This statistic demonstrates how much trouble Netflix is potentially in. Out of the top 13 most watched shows on Netflix, 11 of them are shows that are owned and can be taken away by Disney, Fox, Warner Media, or NBC Universal, all companies that are starting their own streaming service. In my eyes, Netflix's future at this point is in serious jeopardy. Without the shows that brought them so much success, it will be difficult for Netflix to stay supremely popular among teenage customers, their strongest source of support. I believe their best, and possibly only, direction moving forward is to focus on Netflix originals. Crucially, these are shows that are made and owned by Netflix and can't be taken off the platform. Netflix has been quite successful in appealing to teens with certain originals in the past, including Stranger Things, Black Mirror, and Big Mouth, and will have to continue to put out very popular original content to remain a major player in the streaming market. Hulu, on the other hand, does not have this same problem of losing its hit shows. Hulu's main philosophy or appeal is that it can be a substitute for cable TV. Instead of offering a huge library of assorted binge-worthy shows from many years, like Netflix does, Hulu provides customers access to recent shows or those currently on TV, usually adding new episodes within a day of their airing. It is this simple distinction that is at the heart of the difference between the two rivals and why I believe Hulu has a much brighter and clearer future than its counterpart. Hulu is not reliant on a small number of shows to keep its audience interested, unlike Netflix. This is because Hulu's customers are interested in the new and up-to-date nature of the shows it provides, and most likely wouldn't cancel their subscription if one or two shows are taken off. You can liken Hulu to cable, asking, would you really cancel your cable subscription if one or two shows you liked got canceled? Most likely, no, because there are a lot of other shows you are invested in that you wouldn't want to lose access to. Yet, on the other hand, 
I really would no longer want Netflix if not for The Office, and I think this is a sentiment shared among many younger viewers who only stick around for their go-to shows. To further establish itself as an alternative to cable TV, Hulu has recently rolled out features and marketing campaigns targeted at millennial and younger customers. At the heart of these efforts has been the Hulu Has Live Sports campaign. Hulu now offers live sports as part of their more expensive plans. What's really illuminating is the way Hulu designed their ads to promote this feature. The cornerstone of these ads is Joel Embiid, NBA superstar with over 3.5 million Instagram followers. He is known on and off the court by fans for his fiery personality, and he is famously nicknamed The Process. During last year's NBA All-Star Game, Hulu rolled out their Hulu Has Live Sports campaign with an ad featuring Embiid. He begins by signing autographs, but instead of signing Joel The Process Embiid, he changes his nickname, writing Joel Hulu Has Live Sports Embiid. A young fan in a cast asks him why he changed his nickname. Suddenly, the cheery music in the background goes quiet. Embiid responds, money, and the commercial cuts to a scene of him sitting next to a briefcase with $100 bills in it. Hulu has live sports, he says to close out the commercial. Breaking down this ad, we can see how Hulu appealed directly to younger customers. First off, it used an athlete extremely popular on social media, playing in the league most popular on social media and among younger audiences. In fact, the NBA has the youngest overall audience out of any major American sports league. In addition to this, the ad is loud, flashy, and shamelessly grabs your attention, perfect for capturing the focus of teens scrolling through Instagram on their phones. Additionally, the ironic, doesn't-fit-the-mold nature of the ads appeals to a millennial sense of humor. This is just one example of Hulu marketing to a younger audience. They've also done a great job by putting beloved shows on their platform, such as How I Met Your Mother and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. This helps them compete with Netflix directly, but is also not a big enough part of their business model to pose a threat to them. For all of these reasons, in my eyes, it seems like Hulu is winning the war for teenage and millennial customers and that it is set up for the future better than Netflix. But of course, Netflix won't go down quietly, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the two standing at the front of the industry for years to come. Before the episode wraps up, I want to announce something I've been working on for a while and that I'm super excited about. I have launched my very own digital media consulting company, Kindler Media Consulting. All listeners of Cents on the Dollar know how important marketing to teenage and millennial customers is, and I'm looking to help businesses do just that. If you or someone you know has a business that needs website design, social media marketing, graphics design, or something of the like, feel free to reach out by visiting my website, kindlermediaconsulting.com, or emailing me at joshuarkindler at gmail.com. That's kindlermediaconsulting.com or joshuarkindler at gmail.com. That's all for this episode of Sense on the Dollar. Hope you enjoyed, and thank you so much for listening.